Hello and welcome to the Saint 14 Project Podcast. I'm your host, Sentinel Dad, and with me as always, I have Hatchy Dave, SSJ5, hey, Goku28, and Average Joe227. Hey, what's up, dudes? What's up, bud? Not much. Uh, Joe, what have you been up to this week? What have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing a ton of Destiny 2 uh, Warmind. And that expansion is fantastic. So it's been kind of consuming all my time besides losing my voice. So hopefully uh, me screaming at the TV with no way around is not going to draw attention from the neighbors. <laughs> um, nice, dude. But, yeah, that's about it. Sweet. Uh, Dave, what have you been playing this week? Well, uh, I was trying to play Warframe before War, uh, Warmind came out, but... Now that warm warm wine is out, it's I'm on the grind again. It's back. Oh, yeah, dude, it's awesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Goku, our neighbor to the north. What have you been doing this week? Uh, I've been playing Warmind as well, but uh, I wanted to really finish God of War before Warmind came out, so I kind of grinded God of War pretty heavily and finally platinumed that game. Jesus. So well, well, it's quite were, a ride. Were you mentioning that PlayStation has like a new theme program? Yeah, it's something that they've been trying out for the last year. Uh, they only have a few games in it. I think they have uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, Bloodborne. Uh, they have God of War that's going to be part of the program, and I think a few others here and there. So if you platinum the game, uh, sometimes it'll pop in. Sometimes you have to contact. Uh, the Sony customer service and you kind of have to show proof that you have platinum the game and they'll send you uh, an exclusive avatar and an exclusive um, dynamic theme for the PlayStation. Contacting Sony customer service sounds like a great way to spend six days. Yeah, well you can do it through chat and you just kind of send them the, the screenshot of it. Nice. But it's pretty cool to have that that theme. But after that, I've been grinding Warmind, and it's a lot. It, it The grind is back, but the difficulty is back. Like I was telling you guys, I got my ass handed to me uh, playing uh, just some heroic strikes. Nice. With this week's modifiers. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I heard it was brutal. I didn't... Um, they are so... I just, it's worse than a nightfall, I, man. It is yes. insane. I... Um, I I, I did my best to keep my my Destiny DLC week rule in effect. I don't I don't play the the DLC till after a week it's been out. But I played a few missions last night, um, so played a little bit of a D two this week, and then um, I'm playing. I've been uh, hitting some of the uh, Frontier Defense co op stuff in Titanfall two. It's a lot of fun. Wait, did you say Battlefield or Battlefront at all? I hate you so much. No. <laughs> I mean, I, I did play it. I just didn't talk about it yet. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> at least... I heard somebody got the Soros well, this week. You know what? At least I have three different battlefields I play instead of one Destiny game. Joe. <laughs> I'm dedicated. That's dedication. Yes, I did uh, get the Soros regime because I... All my friends I play Destiny with, they all get mad at my uh, exotic engram look. But 
You got super pumped over that. You know, I got that from uh, Zer on Saturday night from a faded engram, and the my buddy that I was playing with, I was just so pissed. He's like, "Come on, man! That's the only gun I wanted to get." <laughs> I think I well, think really... Destiny rewards people that don't play much. Like it just seems that way. <laughs> They're whatever. like, "Hey, come back, buddy! Here's a here's a uh, Suros." But anyways, um, we also. We we got a friend here tonight. We got a buddy. Um, Defiant Reaper is here. Defiant Reaper, how the heck are you? Hey. How the heck are you? And what have you been playing? Uh, I'm I'm doing great. Uh, I've been on a. I was playing Fortnite like crazy, and uh, lately I've been on a League of Legends kind of a run right now. So I haven't Ooh. haven't dabbled in League in a bit, but uh, been been playing some League lately and uh, World of Warcraft. Of course. <laughs> Awesome. Are you pumped for the uh, September expansion? Or uh... yes, I, I'm actually really pumped for it. There was another MMORPG that I was pumped for, uh, Bless Online, but I don't know if you guys heard about that horrible press release announcement. Two hundred dollar collectors editions, you know, things like that. <laughs> That's standard now, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> Are they including including anything good at least inside oh, of that collectors oh, oh. edition? It's premium customer service. That is actually one of the one of the. Uh, Things on the uh, for like the advantage of getting the collectors. You get, so wait, so you, you get better customer service than everyone else? Yes, you actually you they actually admitted that you get actually better customer service. So like if you have an issue and you submit a ticket, they will s- handle your issue before they handle somebody's issue that paid that forty dollars for the game. So that is so two thousand and eighteen. So is it basically in country instead of outsourced? Well, the problem is is that they <laughs> failed already in three other countries, so now they're trying the United States to see if uh, they can actually make a uh, good game. It's like skip the line so. pass at Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, basically. Awesome. Well, um, we know you, Reaper, but uh, why don't you tell everyone who you are? Um, I mean, most everyone knows that you're a streamer, but um, tell us all what what, um, what kind of streamer you are and um, uh, what, what are the stream teams you're on. Uh, yeah, uh, so I'm with StackUp.org. Uh, they're a military charitable organization that helps veterans all around the world, not just in the United States. Uh, they have all sorts of uh, assistant programs, such as uh, their air assault team, where they're able to fly out veterans to cons that wouldn't be able to afford it. Uh, they also have uh, the Red Crate program, where they send crates to veterans that you know may not be able to afford video games, or you know they're not able to go that path they actually send video games to these veterans to be able to be, be part of like uh stack up you know be able to communicate with them um as far as like what games i i do variety of games like i play what i enjoy playing because i i personally i've always lived by the code you know play what you want to play uh and enjoy what you want to play because if i if i'm playing something just so somebody watches i'm not having a good time so the people that do come enjoy the show either way but uh, yeah, that that's that's a little bit about Hell me. Oh yeah, man, awesome. <laughs> um, and you're um, speaking of stack up. It is May, and uh, those who don't know stack up, you know, I've been I've been involved with it for a couple of years now. Um, oh, yeah. May is it used to be one weekend, but this year is the first year they're doing it for the entire month. It's called Call to Arms. It's a big. It's yes, it's sir. their spring Call to Arms. It's a big rush to um, help promote stack up all their various programs. And we, of course, are doing ours um, uh, this Saturday, um, promoting their 
which I'm a Hell part of. Yeah, you yes. are. <laughs> and we're yeah. super excited about it. Um, and with um, the Stack Up's newest program, the um, Overwatch program, which is uh, mental health awareness um, kind of program, and you know where th- there are resources in their uh, Discord. So if anyone's having an issue and they want to talk to someone. You know, it's there 365, 24-7. Um, but we are doing ours May, this Saturday, May the 19th, uh, noon to 10 Eastern Time. And it might go on longer. I mean, it's going to be, uh, we'll just kind of see uh, kind of what the turnout is. But you, on your call to arms, you have already started it. Um, today is the 15th of May. Um, yeah, if we're halfway through, halfway. Your, <laughs> your original goal was $500, and you crushed that by like the, I want to say the fifth day of streaming or something like that or the second day uh so the original goal was a hundred dollars and the very first night we reached four hundred (laughs) dollars and since then we've uh gotten all the way up to seven hundred dollars so far for stack up for our call to arms that's awesome dude that's amazing Uh, yeah that is amazing yes yeah i was speechless like even to this like i'm still trying to process it right to like it's great how everybody's come together you know, shown the support, you know, uh, people are like, feel bad about, you know, oh, I can't donate. Well, it's not necessarily that you have to donate. Getting to know what StackUp is, that's a really great cause in general, like where everybody gets to know who StackUp is and you get to tell your friends about the awesome cause of what they do. So, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely been a great run so far and we're going all the way till the yeah. 31st. On That's awesome. Show, dude. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and like, um, Shanghai Six, the CEO of StackUp, he'll tell you the same thing. Like, if he can get you to wear a StackUp shirt or just tell a stranger, tell a friend about StackUp, like that is that's some of the uh, a bigger financial prize than donating a hundred bucks sometimes. Um, because those, those exactly. connections you can make are uh, uh, you know through through gaming, and then um, then d- double dipping into charity is uh, pretty amazing. Um, I mean, Joe. Joe will tell you when we were doing the take this dot uh, org stream earlier this year. I mean, Joe went <laughs> balls to, to the wall, you know, uh, just reaching out to everyone, and he he did a fantastic job. So I mean, it's it's kind of you know just just get, getting the word out. And for us, we we, we focus on awareness and resources. Um, but whenever we do a stream, everyone wants to donate money. That's just uh, uh, always ends up being it. And so, I mean, we, we appreciate the donations, but our focus, of course, is awareness. Um, but anyways. Absolutely. Um, but uh, StackUp.org is a veterans organization, and you are also a veteran, aren't you, Reaper? Yes, sir. I, I was in the Army for six years, and uh, I was a 19 Delta Cav Scout for the second 183rd Cav. So, yeah. Uh, so I, awesome, I went man. overseas right when I graduated high school. So I was like, I had to wake up oh, real quick. Same here. I, th- <laughs> cool. I think Dave, Dave did the exact same thing. Dave, you, you were Army as well, weren't you? Yes, I was uh, 15 Romeo, Apache mechanic. Ooh. That's cool. <laughs> I didn't know you were Apache mechanic. I knew you were a helicopter. I wasn't <laughs> sure if it was like troop transport or yes. this and that, but I didn't know it was. Specific. I started off with a. I started off with Kiowas, and then I uh, I had to reclass because they were getting rid of the Kiowas, so I uh, reclassed as a Apache mechanic, 15 Romeo. Hell yeah, dude. I still work on them. I know, and that's what you're doing right now. You're Dave right now, yep. if nobody knows, has been in a hotel squatting for like the last month. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> because Dave is 
not only talented with almost everything he does with art and everything else, but he's extremely talented with working on these helicopters too. <laughs> so he chose the shortest straw and got sent out of town. Yes. Hey, it is what it is. No, it's still no. a dirty job. It sounds it sounds cool, but it's still a dirty job. It's a mechanic. It's mechanic work. Awesome. Uh, I'm, I think I'm getting too old for it. Let's put it that way. You know, yeah, gotta, no, that's true. We got to have yes. one of the community artists make you. Maybe I'll talk to Khan and see if we can make you not an emote, but a, a new logo that's like a helicopter grease monkey for like Apaches or this and that. It's something real bad. I would love that. Oh, man. I would love that. That would be pretty that awesome. With a hatchback in the back. That is a. You know? Yes. <laughs> that, An Apache with a hatchback. <laughs> That'll be that'll be a good transition to our mental health uh, organization shout out. Um, plus, it sounds like Dave's getting really good internet at the hotel right now. So yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, let's take so advantage. Use it while we have. This one is Dave. Um, so Dave, uh, who are we going to talk about this week? Which organization? Yeah, I wanted to talk about uh, one of my inspirations for uh, when we started doing uh, the same for T project, and these guys are uh, I am one in four. And it's a very small organization. It's a, it's all a small group of volunteers. And what attracted me about them from the beginning is that their motto basically is uh, we're dedicated to tackling the stigma around mental health and giving a voice to those who suffer or who care for those who suffer. And uh, there's very small team team of volunteers, and their drive is very simple. Like they just want to break the stigma by talking about it in social media to their followers and about direct information about mental health. You know, and it if it sounds familiar, is because you know that's basically what we in Saint Fourteen are trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, if you want to check them out, they are always on Twitter daily. They put out some information or some like quote or something. And I've been following them for a long time. They're at Twitter at uh, I am underscore one in four, or that you can check out their blog at uh, I am one in four.com. And that's the, uh, yeah, I saw that, that you, that's, had... that's the number one and the number four. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I saw that you had retweeted um, them a couple times. Uh, it's been a couple months now. And I started following them, and they're putting up to pretty good posts in terms of mental health awareness and statistics, uh, just putting the word out in terms of having people understand what people go through and giving personal stories and kind of opening up on things that yeah. people have gone through. Yeah, that's what I like about them. They're, you know, they're, they're not like a big organization that do a million things or anything. They just want to put the word out there and give you something to think about every day and you know like at this point in say 14 that's the same thing we're trying to do with our community you know what i mean they just uh in a different uh, same mediums and all that stuff so you just good people to follow you'll get inspiration from them every day and if you need some information you might fi- find it there too yeah i mean yeah, stuff it, like that yeah i mean all, all of us working together make a difference every day and i mean mm-hmm. these guys um they have some fantastic articles on their website that are truly, really, like Dave said, are inspirational. Yeah, I like. Uh, they like to link up uh, a lot of tech talks in their video mm-hmm. section of their uh, uh, website. 
and uh, about mental health TED Talks, and they're really good. So it's a it's a quick way to find information. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That is uh, it's awesome. I'm uh, I'm glad we were able to highlight them this week. Um, well, moving on, our mental health topic is going to be um, social anxiety. Um, and I think uh, us all being social gamers, that is a great uh, topic mm-hmm. to talk about. Now, go. Yeah, so for people that are not seeing, the uh, uh, USB cord for <laughs> Sentinel's mic just popped out. <laughs> yeah, for uh, social anxiety, we we we've talked about anxiety <laughs> in the past. So social anxiety is just a different kind of uh, way that people feel anxiety. So many people experience the symptoms of anxiety, uh, and they can begin to wonder whether there is something really wrong with them. And comment from other people such as just get over, uh, just get your, yourself together, there's nothing to be frightened of, are not very helpful for a lot of people. And social anxiety is used to describe anxiety that occurs in uh, a response to a social situation. Whether you are in the situation or thinking about the situation, so you don't necessarily have to be directly in that situation, just thinking about it can elicit uh, a physical response from it. So many people do feel anxious about some social situations. Uh, we can talk about social uh, public speaking. Uh, we can worry about if that speech will go well or what other people will think is very common. And many of these people go on to give the speech and might feel relieved when it's over. For some people, the anxiety may be so distressing that they avoid that situation at all cost. So in a clinical sense, a social anxiety disorder, or what's called social phobia, is used to describe this intense and long-lasting fear of a social situation, which often results in the person avoiding these situations. So often the person is worried that uh, they will be embarrassed or humiliated, in some way, and that it will be evaluated negatively or criticized by other people. So even if you fe- even if your fear is not so intense uh, that it would be called a, so- uh, a social anxiety disorder or social phobia, uh, the kind of the conglomerate of all of those symptoms may give a helpful suggestion for easing that anxiety that you experience in those social situations. So again, hearkening back to what we talked about anxiety, we're talking about that fight or flight response. So the body going into that state where we have an increased heart rate and the strength of the heartbeat. We have an increase in the rate and the depth of breathing. We have a redistribution of the blood from the areas that aren't vital to those that are. An increase in sweating, whining in the pupils of the eyes, decreased activity in the digestive system, and muscle tensions. Like I said, this can be when we're in that social situation or even thinking about that social situation. So, one, we're looking at uh, social anxiety disorder. When we're looking at the prevalence of how many people that do suffer from it, it's about 7%, and when we're classifying it in both in children and adults in the United States. 
about seven percent of people. Um, I mean, what's will the most have, um, effective what uh, a diagnosable like social anxiety uh, social disorder? disorder. Um, I mean, do you... so that goes to a lot of what we can talk about social anxiety disorder because the responses are very similar to regular anxiety, just mainly focusing on that specific um, that specific idea or uh, area. So I don't know if you guys had any questions regarding uh, social anxiety. Gotcha. I mean, we, you know, we say sensitive mm-hmm. cognitive behavioral therapy, but real quick, what I mean, what does that kind of involve involve in uh, women's terms for mm-hmm. people that are just just getting their feet wet with mental health? So CBT is uh, what's called, like a, we, I discussed previously, uh, best practice. So CBT is tested. It's uh, very uh, efficient in treating social anxiety disorder and anxiety as a whole. Uh, but the uh, there's kind of a subsection of therapists that are moving to an inclusion of CBT with mindfulness and what's called acceptance and commitment therapy. So kind of using those three branches of therapy in one setting. So using bits and pieces of all those three um, those three techniques to better help the client. Okay. <laughs> So CBT is really, like I said, it's cognitive behavioral. So cognitive means your thoughts and behaviors in terms of your behaviors that you do. So you're really focusing on the thoughts that you're having because the thoughts will affect your behaviors. It affects how you feel. So we call that the thinking-feeling connection. So just by thinking about something, your body's going to feel that in response. And it's going to kind of uh, put forth a bunch of behaviors. So when we can calm ourselves down, so by using relaxation exercises, breathing exercises, uh, grounding exercises, like I had talked previously, we can best attack those thoughts, those cognitions that start up those that negative self-talk or that worry. So you can kind of work through it and talk yourself uh, to, to kind of talk yourself out of that those negative thoughts. So it's really using the techniques and kind of your rational mind. So I talked about this previously again, but we function on two fundamental pillars. We have one pillar that's called emotion and the other pillar that's called rational. And this is a balance. So when emotions go up, rational goes down. And the more your emotions go up, the more irrational, using air quotes, that you get. You have a hard time kind of rationalizing your thoughts about the situation. So you're in front of a crowd or you're about to go in front of a crowd and you're worrying about people laughing at you. You're going to fall down or trip or you're going to mess over the words. And the more you try to convince yourself that's not going to happen, it'll kind of backfire. Because you're too emotionally primed to walk yourself back. So if you use CBT, you use those calming exercises, 
you're kind of taking over your rational mind to make it more efficient, to get into a state what's called the wise mind. And the wise mind is a state where I can feel my emotions, but I can kind of rationalize why or why not I should feel those emotions. Now, I got a question. Uh, I don't know if you touched on that, but uh, with social anxiety, is shyness considered social anxiety? Shyness can be part of social anxiety, yes. It, it With any symptom, we need to look at the impact that it's having on the person. If it's socially disruptive to their life and in stopping them from doing anything. So right. someone can be shy but still go into social situations. But someone can be so shy that they shy away from all human contact. So we're still dealing with shyness, just on different kind of on different levels. Right. Okay. But but shyness goes with anxiety because we're worried about what other people will think, how others are going to react, or are they going to see me in a negative light. Um, in a social gaming setting. What is the the best advice you can give um, for anyone that they, they think like one of their friends or you know, one of their fire team members is you know kind of going through or developing social anxiety? Well, social anxiety it's hard to kind of for it to come across online because we're always talking. So, but it means that they're comfortable in that situation. Sure. But let's say that. Your group of friends that um, uh, live in the same city or the same same state or a couple states across, and you say, "Oh, we're all going to have a meetup at at Guardian Con," and that your friend decided that, "Yeah, we're going to do it," and on that la- at the last minute makes an excuse or says that he can't go, and this is becoming a recurring pattern with that person that they're canceling plans or they're avoiding situations with the group. That's where those are the indications that we can kind of go look in for and kind of talk with them saying, hey, we missed you at this event or this event. Uh, You okay? What's going on? So kind of giving them that olive branch so they can kind of open up about what's going on. Because the more social anxiety and anxiety as a whole gets to kind of weave its web, the more it'll kind of take up the entirety of a person's life. And the more it's going to stop the person from doing more. So it's going to interfere with more and more things throughout their life. I just want to share like uh, some of my experiences with that. Uh, before I'm going to say before I started playing destiny, I used to be terrified of any kind of, uh, online gaming with friends type thing. Uh, it, it was so bad that when I started transitioning and kind of, uh, rationalizing it and I started trying to go out there and Twitter, I joined some discords and I started making friends and they would add me during the day, you know, uh, 
and they'll tell me like hey tonight we can get together and do a nightfall or whatever and i'll be like oh awesome that sounds amazing so i would get on the game forget all about it and somebody would hit me up you know with a friend request or a uh, like a party invite and i used to freeze and come back to it and run and unplug my playstation completely like i'll just like disconnect it and then not get on for like until the next day because i used to mm-hmm. freak out so much about it um so it, it it took a lot of effort to like get away from that and even i mean even to this day like I, i've made friends online i like playing with them and it, like you guys said you know i when you guys first met me i was really quiet you know like barely talking now you guys can't stop telling me to shut up because i keep talking all the time so but it, <laughs> it's been a transition <laughs> but it's been a transition that you know like uh it's still to this day when i uh i'm in a new group where i'm the the it's the first time that i'm with a group that i don't know anybody i don't have an like an anchor is what i like to call so like if i have sending all dad and i have four people that i don't know i'm more comfortable because he's there you know what i mean but uh Mm-hmm. If I'm all by myself with a like a LFG group, I usually don't say anything unless I really, really have to. You know, it's just my experience with it. Just wanted to share that since we're talking about it. Well, thanks for sharing because it, it's, really and I'm sure a lot of people that are listening and a lot of people that we know may suffer from something very similar. Do that that fear of judgment or of what other people will say and it kind of stops us from doing those things but like yeah, i mentioned the fact that you're feeling more comfortable you're able to um kind of include yourself and let that real uh, that real you using those air quotes again uh really come out yep yep um on that note, uh, the can you link gaming into like uh, uh, something that could be helpful to uh, working through those uh, social anxiety issues? For sure. Uh, so if we look at a lot of the games that we play now, so if we look at Destiny, but mainly the uh, big MMOs. So I know uh, Reaper, you had mentioned that you're playing WoW. So. Destiny raids were six people. Uh, WoW raids are what? What fifty? Uh, I don't think it's that high, but yeah, it's it's up there. It's got quite a few people in there for raids and things. So, so it's a big group. So it's helping people feel comfortable with that group. Certainly, if you play over and over and over with that same type of people, you're getting more comfortable and you're kind of getting you yourself out of your shell. But there's kind of a caveat feeling more comfortable in an online space rather than in a not online space. So it can be good and bad at the same time. So moderation is very important. Do you think... I mean... Go ahead. uh, Well, I was just going to give my little story about it i i kind of see exactly what you're talking about uh me personally uh i i dealt with a real i even to this day i still deal with really bad anxiety um especially like in public settings uh Mm -hmm. 
like right when I got back from overseas, uh, I was like, oh, well, I can go to the bar like I normally do. Have no problems. Go to the bar. And like one of my buddies put his arm on my shoulder and I flipped out and like I panicked. And uh, so for me personally, like I still deal with that. Uh, that's where I, my streaming comes in to play. Like uh, I, I feel like I can open up more and I get to uh, because like for me personally, like when I was in high school, I used to act in high school. And uh, whenever I was on the stage, I forgot about all my problems. Doesn't matter if like my cat died, even though I never had a cat. But like, mm -hmm. if like I had something tragic happen, you know, I looked forward to just forgetting about my problems and being there in the moment, enjoying the moment. And mm -hmm. I try to, that's what I try to live by every day. Like, no matter what my situation is, is like be in that moment. Don't worry about what's going on if like, oh man, I can't pay the electric bill or, you know, I, I try to, because I had a really bad habit of stressing over the little things, you know, mm -hmm. things that were out of my control. And uh, the anxiety for it uh, just overpowered me quite a bit. But I, I found that with streaming, it's helped me quite a bit. And even with gaming, like you said, uh, with WoW, you know, they have guilds where you get to, you know, you get to meet hundreds of people easily. And uh, you get to build a camaraderie to that point where you get to open up which helped me out quite a bit. That's fantastic, dude. Um, does uh, anyone else have any questions about social anxiety before we uh, move on to Goku's character analysis? I know I know it's going <laughs> to be a long one. Um, if no one else has anything else, um, so uh, we do a Twitter poll each week. Goku does his exhaustive research, and uh, we do a, he does a character analysis on a gaming character, depending on whoever wins a Twitter poll. And this week we were uh, talking about funny guys. Um, it was between Kate Six from the Destiny franchise, um, Tiny Tina from Borderlands Two. Um, what, what was it the was one Deadpool from the Deadpool game. Deadpool, Deadpool. for sure. Deadpool, <laughs> voiced by Nolan um, North. And 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 Dave picked Hello Kitty from Hello Kitty Adventure Island. <laughs> um, he didn't really pick that. He picked that by force because he was ignoring us on this. I love how you said he it. picked it by um, force. <laughs> I was voluntold. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, shock and awe, Cade Six from the Destiny franchise won it. So, uh, Goku, why don't you tell us uh, all about Cade so, Six? Quick side note. So, um, Joe, you had mentioned Deadpool. Uh, Deadpool in the Deadpool game is voiced by Nolan North, who voices our ghost. Is it really? Yeah. I didn't even know yeah, that. <laughs> I didn't even yeah. catch that. Yeah, and uh, Nolan is in he's got so such many a, games. He's got such a potty mouth in that game, I'll tell you. Again, yeah, I know. He's so crude. I know. Good for him. <laughs> like the other side you don't see. Yeah. So for Cade 6, to start, I want to thank uh, My Name is Bife and Mylan Games. Uh, for helping for with the research with all of their their lower videos, and Mylan's going to be a guest on the podcast in the coming months. So uh, keep a keep an eye out for uh, well an ear out for that. So Cade is a very interesting character and a more complex character than people really give him credit for. So we know Cade as the Hunter Vanguard with his. Uh, pet chicken uh, colonel. But he wasn't always the Hunter Vanguard. So that title was held by Andal Brask, who was uh, Kay's very close friend. 
And Hay was a Kay was very um, carefree and ruled regarding Hunter, which Zavala hated. So Andold dared Cade with what was called the Vanguard Dare. So the loser became the Vanguard. And uh, tragically, Andold lost uh, that bet when he was murdered by Tanix. And Cade was forced to become the Hunter Vanguard, still grieving the loss of his dear friend. And that's why Cade wears the his cloak. So the cloak that Cade wears is Andal's cloak. So the fact that Cade became that the vanguard was kind of that last ha-ha from Andal to Cade. But Cade has a more traumatic and sad story than just that. Now this came up so, just recently too, like in the past like, yeah, year this lore it, came it, out, right? We started to see it with the Taken King Collector's Edition. Because there was a, a Cade's journal there, and it was more fleshed out with Destiny 2, uh, with uh, the Cade treasure maps and kind of the, the letter fragments. So I'm going to go a little bit uh, into Cade's background. So Cade was not always an Exo. He was human before coming an Exo. He had a family. So he had a wife and a son named Ace. So Cade became an Exo while he was working for Clovis Bray as security. So he had uh, brought up some debt and he damaged an orbital station. And to pay off his debt with Clovis Bray, he took part of their new experimental program where they turned people into EXO. So we see that through the K-Journals, and we kind of get a, a little bit of that through um, his letter fragments. And this was pre-collapse. This was in the Golden Age. So Cade 6 well, at that time, Cade 1 uh, went through the Golden Age and did go through the collapse so it's one of the only uh, Guardians that we know that did go through the Collapse. The only ones that we really know for sure are Cade and Anna Bray. So Clovis Bray offered him a job to wipe his debt, but he had to become an Exo. And he went to what is theorized to be Europa to get transformed. And later on... Through being a guardian, his mind was wiped five more times. And he explained those wipes as a shuffling of his memories, like a shuffling of playing cards. And it's one way of Cade having a fascination with playing cards. It's one way for him to try to remember his past memories. So those memories are not wiped, they're just scrambled. So he leaves clues for himself to figure out what his past was. So it was likely that Cade's uh, wife and son perished in the collapse. And when Cade was revived by his ghost, he found his own journal on himself. And that's how he knows about his wife and his son Ace. And he writes to his son almost as a way for him to cope with the loss of his family. 
but we know Cade as a very comical individual. We know him as someone that's cracking jokes. But he's a, he's a very guarded and tormented individual. And that's why he kind of uh, relates a lot more to Eris than we might think. So we see him as the stoic, roguish commander, and his humor is a way to deal and mask his pain or in his loss. And it's very a very similar loss to Eris. They were uh, separated from the wild that he loves, and is now uh, he's dealing with the loss of his friends. So we can kind of compare Cade to another character that um, the. Uh, Nathan Fillion played. He played uh, Malcolm Reynolds in Firefly. So Malcolm is very similar in kind of his mannerisms to Cade. Um, it's also a little bit similar to uh, Chandler from Friends. They use humor to kind of deal with pain, to deal with difficult situations. So when we talk about humor. Uh, humor is a way for people to deal with difficult situations. We all know the benefits of laughter in our lives. It's, it plays a role as a stress reducer. And when we laugh, we feel better in the moment. But it also has long-term effects. The so research have shown that laughter strengthens our immune systems it improves alertness, increases endorphin levels, lowers blood pressure, increases the production of T-cells, and helps the pituitary gland release its own pain-suppressing uh, opiates. I don't know how much that's effective for an exo, but uh, for humans, that's how it kind of works. And among the kinds of coping you expect to see from people that are grieving the loss, it's not the first thing that you would think of people using humor. So humor is very important as a way to strengthen our coping with life. Humor is a buffer for us from the negative effects of stress. It helps with pain and mental anguish. It can uh, make a serious situation less taxing, as well as less threatening. So we see Cade do that all the time, kind of breaking the tension within the vanguard. Um, and we all have a a anxiety towards death, but that for some it moves to it to be more overt than for others. How we cope but that anxiety determines how we live our lives. So uh, I talked about the physical impact of, uh, of laughter. So la laughter can lower cortisol levels and increases the pro production of dopamine, endorphins, T-cells, immune proteins, and it increases, uh, it has physical impacts, emotional impacts, and social impacts. So it eases physical pain, it strengthens the immune system, decreases stress, uh, puts things in perspective, it increases problem solving, it uh, triggers creativity, it increases the bonding among family and friends, enhances teamwork, and it boosts morale. And we see Cade 
a lot in that way. He boosts everyone's morale. He's kind of that rallying person throughout the group. And I could go more into Cade's backstory, uh, but I'm not going to dredge this thing on for too long. And we're slowly discovering more about Cade's story, and I can't wait to see where it'll go. And I hope he becomes the focus of more uh, lore and story content within the Destiny universe. That'd be fantastic. Um, that might be a good transition uh, for us to go into gaming news. Um, since you guys have been doing the um, the Warmind DLC, I figure that that's probably something you guys want to talk about. I'm loving it's... the Warmind DLC. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's... Go ahead, man. Yeah, some people are are bashing on it, and I can understand it. Uh, uh, in terms of Destiny 2, it's a, it's slightly better or a little bit better than Curse of Osiris. But you need to look at this expansion with uh, tempered expectations. This is not the expansion that will save Destiny. It has a, a lot of good elements, but it's building the, the, the framework for what will be the... the Comet or Taken Queen expansion in uh, in September. But that said, there's a lot of good inside that uh, that DLC. So the, the grind is back. Yeah, there's definitely grind, and the story it's it's short, but it's to the point, and it's it's really good. I love the ending. Uh, it are we spoiling anything? It, can we say spoilers? Um, let's stay away from okay, the story okay. of this episode. Well, but I love the ending. Uh, it's, like I said, it's a short story, and it, but the story was, like, to the point, and it was really good. Um, in comparison to, like, any other, uh, what are we calling it, expansions on Destiny, I think it's, it's in the top three, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, like, the, I think the only one that is... I would say it's better. It's uh, Rise of Iron, and that's because that was a $30 expansion with like two or three more story uh, mm-hmm. campaigns in it. But uh, uh, there's there's a ton of lore. Uh, there's there's so much mm-hmm. to like discover. Like uh, every mission that you have in in the Warmind story is ha- having you go through like a little bit of story that you're like uncovering you know what i mean and it's all new information uh it's there's just so much to do the weapons are they're feeling pretty great uh they're just the grind is back there's a lot to do and it's not easy so it you're not gonna just run through everything in like two days like i i barely scratched the surface of like three i'm at 346 I've been 346 since, like, the second day, and I have not gone up one level since. Yeah, I'm about 344, but to, to rank up, you have to do uh, the old raids and the new uh, the new yeah, stuff. You gotta get in there. That, uh, what do you call that? The new mode? The horde mode? The escalation protocol. Yes. I. Yeah. That is super hard and i've tried to get in when people like open it up and and you know when you're running around and somebody's playing it i try to get in and even with like f- 
five or six people. Like I've yet to complete the first portion of it. I killed, yeah, I killed the the round one boss once, and we got to round two, and then just got floored. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I think that I did the same thing one time. I do have a quick question I want to ask. Real quick, sure. Real quick, like so with Destiny Two and your guys' opinions, because obviously y'all have been, you know, dealing with the new expansion and everything uh from the sounds of it i mean correct me if i'm wrong like is this kind of like the same thing that division where i know it's like completely two different spectrums of gaming here but where division they finally got to the point where they fixed all their problems to where the game's actually decent now but the fan base isn't as strong as what it was at the time do you think destiny's like at the point where it's too far gone because of the fact that they took so long to start making it work right well no if you look at the history of destiny of what they released in the vanilla to taken king they went through a transition period where they released the game and saw what they needed to do and then made that correction by that next fall expansion not the dlcs with the dlcs they got like tippy-toed towards that line but by the time they got to their expansion first full expansion they were ready to go and uh it looks like destiny 2 is looking to repeat history in a sense because right now we're at the last dlc before the full expansion and the game right now is feeling like a solid state might not be a solid state for to hold us over for four months but it's definitely got more content in it and more things to chase and to preoccupy yourself with private matches, this and that. They added some quality of life things and things to yeah, keep I've people around. I've been really like, debating. I've been like on the fence. I'm like, ah, do I want to get Destiny 2 or not? But I, I, it sounded like it's something I'm going to probably look into. I would get it now uh, with if you want because this DLC is with... Uh, the base game, uh, Curse of Osiris, and Warmind, it'll help you kind of go through and prepare for what's coming in September. Because September is... Because uh, they had the Destiny Summit uh, last month. And I listened to uh, the Destiny Down Under podcast where Mylan uh, talked about his time there. And it really gave me a sense of what's going to be coming in the future. He was very enthusiastic about what's coming for the future. And I don't know if you guys know who SkillUp is mm -hmm. on YouTube. He does excellent reviews. Mm -hmm. Yep. And he did one for uh, Warmind. And he mentioned that Destiny and Bungie is such a large studio with such a large amount of people working for it that it's hard to turn that big of a ship around. And Destiny 2 had problems before it launched with the kind of the restructuring and everything. And a Curse of Osiris and Warmind were pretty much done and baked uh, in November-ish, October-November. And Warmind was still getting tweaked a little bit. So a lot of the things that were that have been talked about are not going to be implemented in this DLC because they were pretty much already done. Yeah, yeah. So everything with the community summit that everyone like Pope was mentioning and um, uh, Mylan, 
everyone's very hopeful and enthusiastic with what is on offer and that rumored uh, new game mode is kind of perking my ears. Well, the good thing is if you're new to Destiny 2, uh, another person wrote an article on this. I can't quote her name. I can't think of it off the top of my head. But she played uh, the beginning story campaign of Destiny 2, Destiny 2 fell off, uh, was in the same boat with a lot of the community, and then Warmind piqued her interest, and she still had the Curse of Osiris DLC to go through and Warmind. Just putting those two pieces of content together, she said... Uh, she quoted in saying that it felt like she had a whole nother game to play. There was just so much content to go through with the Osiris, you know, storyline, the Curse of Osiris DLC, all that content, and then going into Warmind after that. And Warmind's very expansive. The weapons have all been retooled and everything. So starting now to go through those Plus, two DLCs, it, it has a good feel to it. Plus now it has three raids. It's got three raids, and apparently this new one is like Taken King hard. Yeah, it, it said it was the first raid since Taken King that was as hard. Uh, Dado's group and math oh, class man. finished. Hours. Oh my yeah, and this is the group <laughs> that finished second in the world for Vault of Glass. Yeah, and well, it took a, it took them twelve hours. What was to it? Was Redeem this. took seven. Yeah, Redeem was the the world first at seven hours. I try watching the, the Eater of Worlds took two hour and a half or two, something like that. What are you saying? Yeah, Dave? something. It was it was quick. Oh, I was just saying. I, I was trying to watch the streams of uh, people running the raid and. Uh, it was funny because around five hours, every stream that I was watching was getting to the conclusion, like, we're not going to complete this. Sorry, guys. We're going to grind and get to 370 and come back. So then I went to another stream and, uh, you know, they were getting to the same conclusion. I'm like, am I, is anybody going to? I ended up watching uh, uh, Goth and uh, uh, Broham, uh, Broman finish it and they finally completed it they were the, i think they were the second group that to finish it if i'm correct but uh yeah because they I finished mean, first for um taking king yeah i had to switch streams like three times because people was getting to a point where they're like we, we're not gonna be able to we're not dpsing they were not putting any any damage to that boss at all at the end it was pretty it was pretty good and funny well that's the thing everybody went in there under leveled by more than five, weren't they? It was like 370. 370 it was rated for, and they were going in at like 360 at the highest. 360, yeah. So at least <laughs> 10 points, yeah. And yeah, and in Eater of Worlds, people were just steamrolling even though they were under-leveled. But yeah. now they mm -hmm. this DLC changed the difficulty delta. And the progression in the game, too. Mm -hmm. The way they do progression in Warmind, how they altered it, has really put the kiboshes to like speed leveling because I'll tell you what, I just want to, I'm not going to spoil the campaign or anything, but heroic strikes are worse than prestige nightfalls in my eyes right now because they're at a 350 level and the nightfall is still at like a 317 or something substantially lower. 
and yeah. it's just making heroic strikes for your milestone an uphill battle because like dave said he's been at 346 since last week i'm like right at the same spot goku you're probably the highest out of all of us and you're probably no i'm 344 345 yeah we're all screwed yeah we can't even do heroic <laughs> strikes yeah i'm, I'm not and even they they changed the nightfall as well because yeah with um what was it the go fast update or back in february late february or march they released uh the challenge card for the nightfall that's right and now you can turn that one in because it was a blue one to zer to get a legendary challenge night card or you uh, can um, buy uh, it from them too yeah and it adds more modifiers it's one boon and two um uh, two modifiers that uh decrease uh that kind of don't help you and there's like a, a or three I haven't well, played around with it, but it's going to be hard. I'm just going to say this week's, uh, with the reset, this week's Nightfall is following uh, a mission from the Warmind DLC. So if you don't want a spoiler, if you haven't gone through the campaign yet, don't look at the Nightfall mm -hmm. because it'll ruin something, you know, a good plot point. Gotcha. Sentinel Dad's the boss. Gotcha. You got you to gotta take him down. <laughs> hey, Reaper. Is Reaper still here? Yeah, yeah, I'm still yeah. here. What's up? What's up? Yeah, hey, man, here, I was just, uh, down. I was I gonna point out, uh, you're, you're, <laughs> <laughs> you're coming, you're coming from WoW. So if you do get into Destiny, uh, you know, Destiny is, is first, first and for, foremost a, a shooter. So well, go ahead. Yeah. It, uh, like a little bit about me, like I I played the first Destiny. Like I, I played that and I loved that game. Um, my cousin kind of got me into that. Um, because where I started, when I started gaming in general, like I started with Call of Duty, of course, like, uh, that's how I started streaming was I, I was like one of the top people at the time for zombies. Cause I would do solo zombies, making it to like round 50 solo plus easily. Um, so yeah, destiny it's, I, I like the style of it. Um, I was a big Halo guy and, uh, I was really sad where they took Halo to cause like. The first one and second one were great, but then after that, it was just like, it was all downhill from there, sadly. But yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to probably get Destiny 2, maybe, depending. There's a lot of good games that are coming out within like the next few weeks that yeah. I'm looking forward to. So I don't know if I want to just spend the money on it, because I don't want to just spend the money on it, and then all of a sudden it starts collecting dust. You know what I mean? All right. Uh, yeah, if you've played uh, Destiny, I'm excited then... about it. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, uh, you know, coming from like a game, like your main game is WoW the 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 rpg on destiny is very toned down you know what i mean like it might be a little disappointing when you when you switch in from when everything you do oh, is yeah, like yeah. rpg to like just a little bit of it you know but if you play destiny mm -hmm. one and you loved it then you know what i'm talking about you, you'll like it oh yeah, yeah yeah for sure for sure nice um another game i think all of us play at one time or another is fortnite and uh, Thanos from the uh, Marvel IP has um, infested himself in the world of Fortnite. Uh, Reaper, you're a big Fortnite guy. Yeah, so it? Thanos decided to uh, partake in some of the festivities of solo um, Fortnite gameplay uh, where they would drop 100 people into the regular Fortnite map 
And somewhere inside the map, generally like at the Dusty Depot, would be the Infinity Gauntlet. Uh, and the first person to grab that gets to become Thanos, which is like a very overpowered... And uh, he, he destroys everything. Um, he shoots... He like beats <laughs> the crap out of people. Uh, destroys... You Didn't know, they nerf uh, him a little bit? Yeah, they nerfed him a little bit, but that first day was horrible. It's... Like I played it the first and the second day, and I was like, okay, I'm out. You he's know, still uh, but, OP as hell. Yeah, he's he's still a little <laughs> OP. Like the only thing that you can do to like kind of counter it is build a sky base and hope for the best because he can't jump up that high. Um, but uh, he he uh, it, the thing that really I I felt like they could have done it a lot better in my opinion. Uh, because when I was playing, when I first played it, I was like, oh man, so it's everybody against Thanos, you know, because that would make sense in my opinion, because obviously he's holding the Infinity Gauntlet, you know, most powerful weapon, you know, uh, I, I thought it would be like a teamwork thing, but then all of a sudden I realized people were shooting at me while I was shooting at Thanos, mm -hmm. and then I was like, okay, so it's a free-for-all, uh, but it, it's a lot of fun, um, if you haven't done it yet, I, I would recommend to go through it at least a couple times, Uh I I, I I had a good amount of fun with that one with the uh, with that game mode. If if anything, go in and just try to grab the 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 glove. How just long is for the that. mode offered for? I don't believe they've set an end date, but usually like their modes only last for about a week, and then they rotate it to like a different mode. But I'm not positive on the. It's uh, a good question. I guess I can look that up. Uh, if anything, go in for the animation. The animation alone is pretty amazing yeah i've seen a couple couple videos of people popping that glove on and you see like oh yeah. shit there's thanos <laughs> yeah yep it actually it, it like actually flying. ends tomorrow <laughs> uh, it ends tomorrow so yep yeah by the time oh, you wow. hear this uh sorry it'll be done it'll be over. wait until uh my daughter loved infinity it. wars 2 dave are you still talking oh i was just saying my daughter loved <laughs> it oh i was done sorry <laughs> <laughs> she played a ton of it. Um, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, moving along. Um, the only piece of gaming news that I had um, is actually uh, Polygon put out a really cool article. Um, it's the five-year anniversary of the share button on your PS4 controller for you uh, PS4 gamers. And yeah, and so like before current gen. Um, Unless you had a fancy setup, it was really hard to like just take a screenshot. Um, and one of the um, producers and developers of integrating and making a share button, his name is um, Toshi Aoki or Toshi Masa Aoki. You can find him on Twitter. He's at uh, Toshi Masa underscore Aoki. Um, and you kind of caught up with him about the whole uh, uh, development of including that button on the current controller. Um, I just want to read a little bit, a little quote from him. He said, uh, that idea, it really resonated in the room. It obviously was a great idea that a hardware button is incredibly easy to understand, but more than that, it's a, it's a message for the PlayStation side of things that users can share out, connect, show other players their epic moments. It just matched up. After that, it was easy for me to pitch that up to the executives because it went along so well with the core uh, PS4 concept. Um, but no, I just, uh, I don't know, I, I thought it was, if you go into polygon.com, um, you'll see it. It's a, a few articles down. Um, but it's, it's a really cool uh, synopsis of, like, how they integrated that button onto the current uh, PlayStation controller. I feel that for them, uh, integrating that button was such a good move. 
Well, well, yeah, and it was it was so hard because forever, like you had this, you had select and start. And start didn't really start the game, and select didn't even do anything anymore with, with most games. So um, I think for them, it just kind of made sense, and like they got rid of the start button, and it became the um, uh, options button. Uh, but no, it, it, it's a really cool article. So I and a lot of a lot of developers have taken that share button and really ran with it with the photo mode. Like God of War oh, yeah, just yeah, yeah, added yeah. their uh, their photo mode, Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, and a lot of games are adding that photo mode. And if you look at uh, either on Reddit or online to see some of the pictures that people are taking, they're breathtaking. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Uh, before mm. we move on with the uh, gaming news, I just want to remind everybody on the 22nd, I know it's new, old news, but uh, H1C1 comes out. And uh, oh, I'm planning to get on, so just a reminder. So are <laughs> they going to... You mentioned that it's going to be coming out as free, right? Yes, it's going to be free, and it's optimized for PlayStation and short games like uh they they change a lot of the gameplay to encourage shorter 10 to 15 minute games instead of uh you know like 30 to 45 minutes matches like it's usually but uh it's supposed to be a lot faster uh weapons are supposed to hit harder it's supposed to go quicker we're gonna move on to uh the main thing we wanted to um focus on next so um the saturday May the 19th, we got our next um, mental health awareness and charity stream. We kind of kind of do a focus on suicide awareness. It is uh, benefiting stackup.org, as we've told you before, which is benefiting their Overwatch program, which um, helps with um, anyone who's having a rough time, um, suicide, depression, anxiety, uh, whatever you've got going on. You can go to them in their... Uh, uh, Discord server, whether you're a veteran, active duty, a civilian, uh, anyone can go on in there and uh, get some help and some uh, uh, directions so that they know they're not alone. Um, but uh, so we got May 19th, we're starting at noon Eastern Standard Time. We're going to go until at least uh, 10 o'clock uh, Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we got a bunch of awesome uh, streamers and uh, podcasters, community members. We have an author in there. Um, but, uh, we are super excited for it. The, um, I think we are kicking it off with, uh, and, uh, also got, uh, followed by Bo Solaris. Uh, and after that, we got, um, the main man here, Defiant Reaper. Uh, we're going to get, uh, Bill Bunny. We have, um, an awesome streamer who's also a, uh, veteran her name is uzi princess 89 she's an air force that she is super cool um, you guys are gonna love her um then we got the delta co-fire team chat podcast uh we got and then we got nightmare actual and elvis from stack up and then we're gonna wrap it up with ivy and then we might keep on going uh but we'll just see how it goes uh that day uh we're gonna have links we'll um so you can donate all day long if you want to or if you want to just uh, check out the different topics that we're, we're going to be going over and all these uh, different streamers. Uh, we are super excited for it. Um, 
But yeah. Anyone else want to say anything about the stream on the 19th? I'm extremely excited about it. I, I love I love doing great things like this. Like I, I've been super excited about it. Nah, yeah, it's oh, gonna yeah. be a good time. <laughs> Definitely not gonna want to miss it. Um, does anybody have? Um, we'll move on to um, the helper of the rest segment. Does anyone have any uh, shout outs or anything? I do have one. I got a shout out for uh, Chris five seven one one and um comic um comics i don't know if i'm pronouncing it right um comics um comics um comics uh, but yeah uh they they stuck with me with this bad internet through about five nightfalls trying to grind last week before uh war money came out so i just wanted to give them a quick shout out <laughs> nice very nice Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> U-Comic is the one that had uh, colored my um, my Twitter profile pic. So he did the colors on that one. Nice. Yeah, he was in mine and um, Joe's own uh, Destiny clan that we used to be in for, for a long time. Him and his, uh, his uh, son would, uh, would play as well together. Super awesome. Um, but anyways, uh, stream of the week, Dave. Who's uh, who's the the stream of the week this week? Uh, this week I wanted to talk about Leopard Can. He's uh, that's my boy Blue. Yes, he's uh definitely <laughs> a friend of the Saint Fourteen Project. And uh, at first he's uh he's a great guy. He's uh, always ready to jump in and help us out with whatever streaming needs we have or anything like that. And second, whenever he announces his stream. It's quickly followed by a parties open jump in. Like he wants not just to play for you, he wants to play with you. And he welcomes everybody that comes up. Uh, he has a Discord, so you can join him in there. Uh, he's a variety streamer and he switches it up all the time. He plays Destiny, Fortnite, Monster Hunter, and even Splatoon on the Switch. And uh, he's also a fellow Sundowner. Uh, in my clan, and uh, go check him out. He go check out his Discord, jump in his party chat. Uh, he's he's always out there and putting out something good. And he's a really fun fun guy to play with. Uh, you can find him on Twitch at Leprechaun underscore, and you can follow him. Oh, okay. So I got cut out, but I'm gonna continue. You can find him on uh, Twitter. At Leprechaun underscore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. But, um, yeah, Leprechaun is an awesome dude. Um, you can find him at twitch.tv slash Leprechaun underscore. Um, and same for his Twitters at Leprechaun underscore as well. Um, the first charity stream that I did was um, when I met when I met him. Um, I was looking for small streamers to uh, help us out when we were raising money for... Um, a Canadian and an American Children's Hospital. Um, and uh, I was just like, hey, you're a dude on the internet. Do you want to help us dudes on the internet raise money for kids? And he was just like, hell yeah. I mean, he, he's a big charity stream guy. Uh, he does a lot of Destiny, Splatoon 2, Fortnite, all sorts of stuff. So he, he's a real awesome dude, a very good friend. Um, and I think that kind of um, wraps us up a bit. Um, uh, just one more time for our stream. It's this Saturday, May 19th, uh, 
noon uh, to at least 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, twitch.tv slash saint14project. Uh, you can see the one and only Reaper, our favorite Reaper, the Defiant One, uh, who's here with us tonight. So, I mean, he, he, you guys are going to have a blast with him. Um, uh, and all the other streamers that I mentioned earlier, uh, it, it's going to be an awesome time. Um, spread out our um, our links and stuff if you see them. Tell your friends, tell the people you play games with. Um, we would love to have you guys all here. Everyone is welcome. Um, and if you want to uh, learn more about mental health, you want to learn about suicide awareness, prevention, what, what the signs are to look out for, um, or if you if you want to know about how stackup.org helps with that through their um, Stack Up Overwatch program, please come out. Uh, we're gonna have some uh, some really awesome times. Um, but anyways, uh, Reaper, before we do our bullshit <laughs> nonsense, <laughs> <laughs> look at look at Joe's face. Like, like really, really. Shake his head. <laughs> uh, Joe, that, that's what happens when your voice goes away. Um, but uh, Reaper, where can people find you? Uh, yeah, so uh, Twitter is at Defiant Reaper. Uh, Twitch is twitch.tv slash Defiant Reaper. Uh, I even have Facebook slash Defiant Reaper. Um, I stream every day except for Wednesday. And then on Sundays, I'm over at stackup.org uh, representing the stackup because I'm part of their stream team from 5 to 9 EST. So that's... Uh, it's usually where I'll be roaming around, uh, but Saturday I'm definitely gonna be over, hanging out with you guys all all day, partying that. Nice, yeah. We uh, our last episode we had StackUp.org stream team manager, uh, the one and only Chris Case. Um, yes, sir. Pedals. <laughs> um, and, and pretty much and for anyone listening, if you if you like what StackUp.org is all about, and, and and if you're a streamer and you're interested in streaming for stackup.org uh you just go to their website or go on their twitter and hit them up um and reaper would tell you everyone on the stream team is great and um everyone's very helpful if you need any help or anything yeah they like definitely that. uh when it comes to like applying uh it, they don't care if you have one person that watches you or 500 people that watch you you know they like uh he mentioned earlier with uh as far as like the way Stackup operates, we want to know. We want everyone to know who Stackup is more than anything. So getting the word out is, uh, you know, and having people come together as a community to for an awesome cause is what it's about mostly. Hell yeah! Um, sweet. Um, yeah, everyone, you should definitely go check out Twitch.tv slash Divine Reaper. Awesome dude. Awesome streams. He's got an awesome intro and outro before he actually streams. So if you get there early enough, you stay late enough, definitely check it out. It's hilarious. Um, <laughs> well, thank you all for joining the project. Um, you can catch us on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, just at Saint14Project. Um, if you want to send us an email, you have a question, um, you uh, have something to propose to us, state14project at gmail.com. Uh, we have a Discord as well. It's an open Discord for anyone. Um, it's an awesome, positive community. Uh, we have a Destiny 2 clan link on there. There are channels to talk. There are mental health resources on there, uh, where to go. We have mental health professionals in our server too, if you have a question, you need some advice, uh, 
Um, there are some help techniques there. I mean, there's all sorts of awesome stuff in there. And that's just pinned to the top of our Twitter page. Um, you can listen and subscribe to us on iTunes or Podbean. If you want to leave a review, that'd be great too. Uh, or don't. That's also great. <laughs> but, um, uh, hey, Joe, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter mostly. Um, that's Average Joe 227 uh, Twitter. And uh, you can also find me on PS4 before my voice completely goes away. <laughs> Uh, they can find me pretty much uh, uh, everywhere at the same handle at ssj5goku28 at twitch twitter youtube uh, on our discord uh, and I'll will be periodically in the stream on Saturday uh, when I can answering questions if uh, people have them I think one of these days we're going to do a poll and come up with different reasons for people to guess what the SSJ5 is. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> uh, Dave, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me as Hatchy Dave everywhere and Twitch, uh, PlayStation Network, Discord, and as always in MySpace. <laughs> <sighs> always with the MySpace. Oh, MySpace. Wait, that still exists? <laughs> <laughs> It sure does. So much glitter. <laughs> it's glitter everywhere. Awesome. awesome. Um, you can find me, Sentinel Dad. You can find me on uh, Twitter. It's at Sentinel Dad with an extra D on the end. You can find me on Twitch. I'm a Twitch affiliate. I stream uh, 45 days a week. Uh, it varies. and I do a bunch of simple stuff. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Sentinel Dad. Uh, on Instagram as well. You can search me on there. Um, but anyways, um, thank you all for joining the project this week. See you all later. Cheers. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye.